Welcome to the TTC Tribe Podcast, Episode 1. Welcome to the first episode of the TTC Tribe Podcast. I am Sarah. You can find me on YouTube at Sarah Loves Peter, and that is also my Instagram name. I am here with Anna Six Pets TTC. Is that the name you go by usually? Yes. All right. Yeah. Hi. Hi. Anna just had her transfer. Yes. It was a frozen embryo transfer. Mm-hmm. And that was, what are you, two days past? Yes, two days past frozen transfer today. So is that, would that be a six day or a five day? It was a five day, they said. I was thinking it was going to be six, but they but they said it was a five day. Are, are you having any symptoms today? I mean, not really. I'm trying not to symptom spot, which is like so hard. But yesterday I was super crampy. Today I've been trying to be really, really still. But when I was standing, I was in the kitchen earlier and I was standing up. I was like, oh, okay, I'm a little crampy now. Better go lie back down. So that's really the only thing. I was craving jalapeno chips earlier. But I have a feeling that doesn't have anything to do with the embryo. That you should you usually crave those? <laughs> Not usually, but I had some like two weeks ago and I was like, man, those were good. I want some more. <laughs> when I was pregnant with Bjorn, I was craving Doritos, which is not usual for me. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> maybe, maybe it is. Maybe, I don't know. And I swear I felt implantation. What day was that again? Tell me again. It was three days past. Okay, so that was tomorrow. Yeah, but Bjorn was a slow-growing embryo, I think. Oh, okay. He's perfect now, but I mean, (laughs) as an embryo, I think he was slow-growing because the picture they gave me looked like it was just at the very end of the day four. Uh Uh-huh. But he was like a very early blastocyst on. Oh, okay. So that could have been why he implanted a little bit later, because I know I felt it. That's so crazy. Because we were we were getting pizza and I was like, oh, this feels weird. What did it feel like? It felt like the cramps before your period. That's so like crazy before the like bad ones start but uh-huh. just the ones where you're like oh i think i'm about to start my period yes that's what it felt like. yeah so if you're feeling that could be, be. oh my <laughs> god that's kind of what it felt like when i was in the kitchen but i don't know yeah i mean if you start getting really tired i f- i feel like that's a pretty big sign yeah, and I feel like, well, at least I'm hoping I have a pregnancy like yours. Yeah. So we both have PCOS. I don't know. I guess I'm just hoping. <laughs> I don't know. Was your mom sick with you? No, she wasn't. Yeah, my mom wasn't sick with me or my brother either. So I feel really like cool. I had a lot of the same things as my mom. I think that she had PCOS. Yeah, I, mean, I think my mom did too, but that wasn't like really a thing then back then like no one even knew what it was well your mom took how many years did it take for her to get pregnant with you um well I mean 10 technically but pretty much 20 yeah it was like 20 she was like trying 
for like 10 years with her first husband. And then she just wasn't ever really trying again. But I mean, it was like 10 years past that. And then she had a miscarriage before me and a miscarriage after me. Oh, with my dad, only with my dad. So um, yeah, that was crazy. And she said that she like the only thing they had was Clomid. And she said she t- her doctor was like, you could take a truck full of Clomid and it wouldn't do anything for you. And I was like, that's why I don't want to take Clomid. That's a uh, that's nice. I know. And she told me her ex-husband was like, you smell like Clomid. <laughs> Isn't that terrible? That's horrible. Good thing she divorced him. For real. What Gosh. an a-hole. Yeah, I know. I don't. I don't know. Like, I think the internet has made us crazier. Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> because my mom, it took her two years to get pregnant with me, and she's like, "I didn't. I didn't really think anything of it." I'm like, "That's not normal." No. <laughs> Where? Like, oh my gosh. Why would I you not like, think that that was like something was going on? Because no one talked about it. I guess so. That's what I think. No one talked about it, and you're just like. Oh, it still happens when it happens, I guess. Yeah, but now we can Google things and overanalyze everything. Everything. (laughs) Like, have you been on Google yet? Uh, no, not since transfer. Aren't you proud of me? Good for you. I am proud of you. I almost did, but then I was like, no, (laughs) don't do it. Don't do it. So I've been trying to like stay off of the internet and I even saw I was looking at Instagram and I saw some things and I was like I don't even want to look at this because some was about like people who had had miscarriages and stuff like I don't even like want that in my head yeah you don't don't want to look at that stuff yeah that's the stuff you don't want to look at in the TTC community yeah but you can say that again because it's so scary it is And people don't mean for it to be scary. They're just, you know, sharing their experiences. But to me, that's scary. I mean, you know a lot from being in the TTC community, but you see a lot of bad things that you wouldn't necessarily see as a normal person. Right. And that can scare you during pregnancy. Yeah. I didn't even want to talk about stuff (laughs) for a while. I know, because you're scared it would jinx it, right? Yes. Which is... It just makes you, like, so paranoid. Yeah, it does. Okay, so let's go back. Let's start with your history. Okay. Uh, So, did you know when you were younger that you had PCOS? Yeah. When I was, I want to say, like... Uh, ninth grade or 10th grade, I got diagnosed with hypothyroidism. And from that, I guess what happened, they, I, and then I just like kind of stopped having periods and I would have like one a year, Whoa! like one every six months. So I guess two a year. So I told my endocrinologist and they were like, you should see a gynecologist. So I went to the gynecologist and they were like, you have PCOS. And I was like, what does this mean? I don't understand. And they never really said anything about infertility. Mm -hmm. 
until I was a little bit older because obviously that wasn't even on my mind. And they just like immediately put me on birth control and yeah. And it was really interesting because I had been having acne on my forehead and I had gone to this esthetician and she had done like microderm and chemical peels and all this crazy stuff that you should not be doing on a 16 year old. And like, that's something you should do on like a 30 year old. And, um, once I got on the birth control, my skin was like perfectly clear. Okay. So it was definitely hormones. Yes, absolutely. And so, um, then once I got a little bit older, you know, that they said, my endocrinologist said, you might have a hard time getting pregnant, but we'll put you on metformin and that'll get you pregnant within the first three months. Oh, that's nice for that. So that didn't happen, obviously. Um, But actually, oh, I remember this now. They put me on metformin when I was in high school and it made me so sick. Like I was barfing and... Um, it was just bad. It just made me so sick. And so I was like, I'm not taking this anymore. I don't want to get pregnant anyways. I'm, I'm preventing pregnancy. (laughs) And, um, so then once we started trying, I was like scared to get back on metformin because I thought it was going to make me sick, but I was like, I don't even care. It's fine. I'll do whatever it takes, but it didn't make me sick at all. It didn't. Well, it's good. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't do anything. Were you, were you on it the same time you were on birth control? I was in high school. Yeah. So maybe there was some sort of interaction there. Yeah. I mean, I've heard people getting sick on metformin, Mm -hmm. but I mean, if it works for you, then that's great. I mean, it didn't, I don't want to say it worked for me, but (laughs) it didn't like do anything. It didn't make you sick? Yeah, it didn't make me sick. It didn't, like, make me lose weight, which I was totally pumped that it was going to do that. Nope, oh, that didn't happen. Womp womp. Did they end up putting you on Clomid at all? Or? No. No, because um, you want me to get into the infertility part? Sure. And, like, where things went when we got married and started trying and stuff? Yeah. Okay. So, I was taught my gynecologist has PCOS, too. And she told me, she was like, just whenever you want to start trying, just get off birth control, wean off all your other medicine because I have fibromyalgia. And so I was on like a ton of prescriptions and I weaned off all of those, which was not a fun experience. Mm -hmm. And she was like, just start trying. And then after three months, we'll talk. It's like, okay. Because she said she just got off birth control didn't try one day she had breast tenderness and nausea and she was pregnant and so I was like really hopeful I feel like everyone lied to me can I just throw that one out there yeah I feel like everyone lied to me about how easy this would be like I knew it would take I thought six months maybe a year no no two years and counting so she I went in at three months and I was like I'm not pregnant. I haven't had a period. I can't even try really because 
I don't know if I'm ovulating. I've been doing the ovulation predictor kits and it's just not working. Like every time it says I'm ovulating and I know I'm not ovulating every day. They're like, lying. Like, I just know I'm not. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, yeah, those don't work for you because of your high LH, I think. Yeah. Is that right? Yep. So um, I was like, cool. <laughs> so I told her that my husband had been on testosterone shots and she was like, you know what? Or actually, she said, come back in three months. I was like, are you kidding me? Okay. So then she was like, you know what, since y'all have like stuff going on on both sides, I'm going to refer you to um, a reproductive endocrinologist. So I was like, yes, awesome. We're getting somewhere. So we went there and he basically said, I can't do anything until you've been trying for a year. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> oh, because of insurance. That's right. Oh. But he was just like this was my first doctor I went to and it's like, he was like scared of insurance or I don't know what his deal was, but he was just like, not even willing to like submit anything to them until we had been trying for a year. So I just felt like he wasn't willing to fight for me and he didn't care. And so that was depressing. Oh, he did put me on progesterone once a month to induce a period, which was, nasty <laughs> I hated that and finally like the last month I was like I'm not even doing it I don't even want to what's the point of doing that if you're not ovulating exactly he was like it might make you ovulate and I was like no it's not it's not it's not so I guess it was when we went back and he was like what happened is that what happened we went back and he was we went back and he said, let's try for three months. Oh, yeah, he did. He was like, let's try three more months with progesterone. And, and at that point, we were like, no, absolutely not. We're And at that point, we had been looking in other cities mm -hmm. around us because we were like, this isn't, something's not working. Like, we've been trying for over a year and we're not getting anywhere. And so that's when we got referred to a different doctor at the same clinic. And he immediately started testing blood work. He did the HSG. He did the sperm analysis, you know, all that stuff. So the first doctor didn't even do any blood work for you? He did. He did blood work, but I mean. Not. Uh, not. He did a couple ultrasounds, but I mean, it was just like. And he wouldn't even like say that I had PCOS. I mean, he was like, you have these symptoms and, and then the first ultrasound with the new doctor was like, this is a polycystic ovary. This is textbook PCOS. Yeah. And we were like, finally, yeah, I mean, I'm I was sure like, I know, yes. I was like, I know I have PCOS. Like, I know I do. And so anyways, and then he we did the HSG and then, um, one, the first round of letrozole, I ovulated and I did the trigger and we did an IUI with that. Then we did, that didn't work, which I was like devastated because I totally thought that was going to work. Aww. And I really thought I was pregnant. Like I was having all the symptoms. That's why I don't trust progesterone. 
Yeah. Because I think it was the progesterone that gave me all those crazy symptoms. And I tested like every day for like a week. Like I would get up so early for first morning urine, you know, and yeah. uh, that sucked. But then we did two more rounds of letrozole or Fremera. People call it both things. One's the generic and one's the brand name. Mm-hmm. And um, I wouldn't ovulate on those. So then we, that that was when we saw the other doctor one time and he was like, I want you to do Clomid. And I was like, I'm not doing Clomid. <laughs> like, I'm not doing it. And I'm glad that I said that. I'm yeah. glad that I stuck to my guns because obviously that wouldn't have worked. We would probably, if we were with that doctor, so we would probably still be on Clomid right now. Probably. Sometimes doctors make people do it for like eight months. Which, which is insane. Well, and Clomid makes your, the lining of your uterus thinner. Oh, that's bad. Which is not good for pregnancy. Yeah. So I I didn't know that about Clomid, so I'm glad I did say no. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they push Clomid so much, probably because it's cheap. Yeah. Um, And we, and I remember we, we were saying to that doctor, when, when can we do IVF or we, you know, we kind of want to do IVF and he looked at us square in the face and goes, that'll be $15,000. We were like, uh, okay, okay. You're like, here, here's my credit card. I'll do it. I don't even care. So then we talked to our doctor and we talked about IUI with injectables. So I did fall a stem for 30, I think it was 32 days. Hold on. Let me look yeah, it up. I remember that. It was crazy. Um, okay. Let me see. Hold on. I feel like everything takes longer for you. Even yes. In, even in the fertility world. Yes. I don't know what it is. Your cycle, the last one you did just seems like it was taking longer, probably because you did a frozen transfer. Yeah, but still. Okay. It was 28 days. I did 28 days of Follistem. Finally got a follicle that was big enough. And I went, they were like, okay, it's almost there. We're almost ready. And I went in. Cause, and I was thinking they were going to say, okay, you're going to trigger tonight. And I went in that morning and it was gone. <laughs> gone. Oh, that's so sad. Like into the wind. What a letdown. Oh my gosh. I cried like a baby. And luckily they had told us to have sex the night before. Well, not luckily cause it didn't work. So, <laughs> Spoiler so, so they were like, um, you know, to get like a good sample or whatever mm-hmm. for the IUI. And then that day they were like, do you want to do the IUI? And we were like, yes, because we want to get credit for doing it because of insurance. You know, you have to oh. do like a certain number before they'll approve you for IVF. So we were like, yeah, we want to do it. Of course, it didn't work just like I knew it wouldn't. Not to be a Debbie Downer, but I just knew it wasn't going to work. And, um, so then after that, the doctor was like, you could do this or this or maybe this. And we were like, what about IVF? And he was like, oh yeah, you can do IVF. We were like, (laughs) sweet, finally, like so excited. 
So we got through that hurdle. Then we had to get approved by insurance. And I was talking to this girl I know that goes to my clinic and has my insurance. And she did eight IUIs. Eight. Holy crap. And got denied by insurance. So I was like so scared that I was going to get denied. But we didn't. We got approved. So then... It all began. Then we had to do the IVF class, which was really cool. And I guess a lot of clinics don't do that. But um, she basically gave us this big packet uh, about all the medicine I'd be doing and told us how to do the shots, which I kind of already knew because I had done Volistim. You're pretty much a pro already. Stop it. (laughs) Sorry. Tim's crinkling a bag. This is for a podcast, Tim. (laughs) God, I can't he just said hear. I had a craving. You might be pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> He's having um man pregnancy cravings. Yeah, for real. Sympathy. Sympathy. Yes, that's <laughs> Sympathy what it is. Cravings. Um. So, anyways, the the IVF class was great, and she told us everything to do and everything to expect, and then I started stems, and I was on. I started on Minipure and Follistim. And my doctor said, he was like, we're going to have to be really careful because you're going to get a lot of eggs. And I was like, yeah, right. (laughs) Because it had taken so long with the Follistim. Well, the reason it had taken so long was because they only wanted one follicle. Mm -hmm. And he was scared that if he did too much, I would get a bunch which happened. He was right. I got 28 eggs, which was very, very uncomfortable. And, um, I was so excited about that. So we got 28 eggs and 13 embryos, which is crazy. No one gets that many. Yeah. I was so surprised. I mean, I was scared to death. We were only going to get like two. Yeah, that's what happened to us. Yeah, I was I was so scared that, and it turned out all my eggs were really good quality, so that's great. I was scared about that too, because PCOS can affect your egg quality. Yeah, and um, and we didn't even do ICSI. That that's so, crazy too. Like, I know this was um, traditional fertilization, mm-hmm. and usually with ICSI you get. A higher percentage of fertilization, but you guys had, I mean, how many? 22? Is that right? 21? Uh, 22 were fertilized, yeah. And some of them actually fertilized twice. They told us. I don't think I've told you that. They told us that. So I don't know what what does that mean. Like two eight or two sperm got in there at once. Yeah. So they had to let those go, but. Yeah. When you have that happen, it's not. I mean, they won't survive. Yeah. But still, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. And so then my doctor was really concerned about my ovaries because I got 28 eggs and I was super, super bloated. I mean, I felt like I looked like I was six months pregnant. I was just so uncomfortable. It, any kind of like getting up or sitting down or anything like that was just like, 
oh, it was the weirdest feeling ever, but it was so uncomfortable. So he decided, and my estrogen got so high. It got, I think my numbers got up to like the 6,000s. I'm pretty sure. So he was like, we're definitely freezing these. Good because, decision, doctor. Yeah, because he said that if we didn't and I did get pregnant, it could be really dangerous for me and the baby. And we didn't want to do that. You well, know, you would have fluid building up probably. Right. Yeah. Plus the baby growing and it's, yeah, doing a frozen embryo transfer was a good decision on his part and your part. Yeah. Um, the waiting totally sucked though. <laughs> yeah. I feel like it took forever. It did. It took almost two months. Ooh. But yeah. your the uh, uterine environment for frozen embryo transfers is better than fresh. Yes. Or yeah. So it's probably better for you and the baby. Yeah, for sure. I'm so glad that we waited because I felt like I was still recovering like a month afterwards from the egg retrieval. I mean, I didn't feel a hundred percent until I think I had a little touch of OHSS um, because I did not feel good at all for a while. And I'm glad, I'm glad we waited. The waiting sucked, but he gave my body a chance to recover, which I think it needed. And it gave my ovaries a chance to shrink back down. Yeah. Cause they were huge. Well, they're like, probably bigger than average anyway, because yeah, PCOS. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. So that was weird, man. Seeing my ovaries on the ultrasound machine, I was like, oh my God, it looks like grapes. <laughs> it did. It looked just like it. It was so weird. It's the weirdest. That's the weirdest feeling. You know your body very well now. <laughs> oh, better than I ever wanted to, ever. <laughs> like, I, I know way more. My friends who are pregnant are asking me questions. That's kind of annoying, though. I know. I'm like, can't you Google it? Okay. Why Google are it. you asking the inferral person pregnancy questions? <laughs> I know. God. I'm like, leave me alone. Yeah, my sister-in-law was doing that when she was pregnant, too. And I was like, really? I'll answer your questions, but on the inside. <laughs> Just know I'm rolling my eyes while yes. I'm answering it. Yeah, you're asking the infertile questions about pregnancy. I know yeah. the answers, but... Yeah, I know the answers. Don't you worry about that, but... <laughs> yeah. Little... Yeah. So, uh, I went in for my lining check. Well, first of all, it took three weeks just to get into the doctor to have a frozen embryo transfer consult. So, that was one thing that led to it taking two months, Um from the egg retrieval to the frozen embryo transfer because of that. Because let me tell you, this doctor's office is packed all the time. Like, it's like a money factory, I swear, <laughs> because they just crank people in and out of that place. So um, and my doctor's always super, super, super busy. Um, and so I went in and they did an ultrasound and we're like, everything looks okay and blood work. And so they said, we're going to start you on estrogen patches. And, um, so I did those for like two weeks and I went in and 
they're like, okay, your um, lining is a 7.9 and they want it to be an eight. So you're almost there. Let's, or they want it to be an eight or above. Mm-hmm. And so let's add this vaginal estrogen and you can come back in a few days. Was it the blue pill? Yes. <laughs> that one always throws me for a loop. Yeah. The first time I used that, I was like, what's happening? I'm a smurf. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I went back a few days later, or I guess it was like a week later. And they were like, okay, now your lining's a 7.3. And I was like, what? <laughs> like I freaked out. And my doctor was like, calm down. It's okay. Don't freak out. And he walked out. And my husband was like, oh my gosh, you need to calm down. <laughs> you just like yelled. I was like, sorry. I was just, you get so like bogged down in the numbers mm-hmm. that, and you get like, you kind of obsess over the numbers and you really shouldn't because there are people that I say this all the time. Like people get pregnant every day. People who dr- do drugs get pregnant every day without getting their lining checked. Maybe you should have done meth. Yeah, for real, clearly. To get pregnant. Because that's obviously the secret. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So um, he was like, okay. And he he said that my lining had that good triple line effect that they want, which Mm -hmm. is so they can see where to put the embryo. And he's like, let me check um, what your lining was during stems. And he was like, oh, yeah. Okay, the thickest your lining ever got was an eight, and that's when your estrogen was like 4,000, 5,000. So I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) So I stayed on the vaginal estrogen for a few days, and then I started the progesterone and oil injections in my hiney. You never did those, did you? No, I didn't. I never Did you use the crinone? Yeah. My clinic used to use that, and then they just started using the PIO. Do you say PIO or PIO? PIO. That's what I say, It's how I read it in my head. Me too. Um, and so they just started using progesterone again in January, so I almost <laughs> wouldn't have had to use it, but... Did they say why? Is it? Yeah, because... they said they were trying. Um, they were kind of doing research on it to see if they had better results with crinone or progesterone in oil. And they said, and he said, I just didn't love the results I was getting from the crinone. So, I mean, I'm glad we're doing PIO. Yeah, I think, I don't know. There's something with how they can measure the progesterone and oil better. Yeah. To see if they need you to take more or less or whatever. But I don't think that the inserts, they can measure it as well. Yeah, and plus they can, like, come out and stuff. Yeah. That makes me nervous. And then sometimes I feel like maybe some people might not react the same to it. Yeah. Being, I don't know. But I've heard that you can get better results with the progesterone and oil. That's what I've heard, too. So I was a little nervous with when they said that I was going to use the cream or gel or whatever. and And then when they changed it to the PIO. I was like, oh, okay. But then I saw the needle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And yeah, I shivered just like you just did, but I'm going strong with it. And by I, I mean, my husband's giving it to me in the booty. 
every day. <laughs> and, oh, my gosh, my nurse at the clinic drew circles on me with a Sharpie so my husband would know where to do it. Well, that was nice of her. She does that for, like, everyone. She's like, pull your pants down. I was like, uh, okay. <laughs> In her office. She's so funny. And, uh... She's like, don't do it right here. You'll paralyze her. I was like, oh, my God. Uh, what? I was like, if you paralyze me, we're getting a divorce. Like, that's just what's going to happen. No, I'd make him stay with you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. That's You're going to have to carry me around. That's worse. You're right. <laughs> oh, God. So, um, he didn't even measure that, that, that I know of. I don't think he... I'm measured my lining on transfer day he might have i don't know i couldn't see anything um at that point it probably doesn't matter that much yeah i mean he said he said it looks good so i guess that means he probably didn't want me to freak out and scream again so (laughs) i'm sure it looked great yeah i bet it he said everything went perfectly when he was done so i was like sweet oh Okay, the first time we did IVF and did a transfer, the embryo got stuck in the tube. What? Yeah. So it's a good thing that did not happen to you. Oh, thank goodness. Yeah. Because I was like when he, when the embryologist came and looked to see, to make sure it was out under the microscope, I was like, please let it be Mm -hmm. in my uterus because I would have just been so nervous. What did you do? Just obviously just that like, right. anything else. <laughs> well, I I had a feeling things were not going well. Oh. So it, what's another thing that did not go the way it was supposed to? Oh God. So, but I mean, hey, if we would have got pregnant that time, I probably would have had twins. Which what? Would not yeah, we they're like, you should probably put two in. Oh, my gosh. You know when they tell a 25-year-old, should probably put two of these embryos. They weren't even blastocysts. Oh. Yeah, so. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, things were just not going well. Oh, my gosh. I'll save that story for another time. (laughs) That's a good one, though. Your story's really good. Yeah, but we have Bjorn now, so. Yeah. All's well that ends well. Yeah. So, um, the embryologist talked to us and he was like, this is going to be a single 10. He was like, there's a chance that it could split, but that's like a very, very low chance. Ooh, why did he say there was a chance? Like, was there a look to it? No, no. He said the way that it looked, it was going to be a single 10, but he was like, nothing's impossible. Yeah. So it could, it could split. But in his professional opinion, it's not going to. So I was like, okay, cool. Good. So, and he also told us, he was like explaining, he showed us the picture and he was like explaining all this stuff. I had to pee so bad. I couldn't even, I don't even know what he said. I'm not going to lie. That's the worst part. Okay. And okay. Let me finish this part first. Then I'll get back to the pee story. So... (laughs) I know you're excited about that. Well, you've already heard it, but um, so he said that we lost like 5% of the embryo just in the thawing process. But he uh. said, he said, um, when they do the genetic testing, you lose like 20% of the embryo. So he really? was like, 
yes. So I was like, okay, I mean, whatever. <laughs> he was like, Good he was like, it, it's great, it's fine. Every he's like, this is a perfect embryo. And we're like, okay. I could even tell from your picture where the actual baby was. Yeah. So, so it, and when he said that, my husband thought he was being really funny and was like, oh, it's okay. I just lost a foot. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, shut up. I've never heard an embryologist say we lost about 10%. Yeah. So it makes sense, the, though. It, yeah, it does. Because, you know, in the, in the thawing process. But, anyways, he, uh, and he was like explaining all this, all the border. And I was just like, I don't even care. Let's just get this over. Because <laughs> I had to pee so bad. And the doctor finally came in and put the ultrasound machine on me. And he's like, oh my gosh, your bladder is so full. And I was like, I told you to Tim because he was like, it's probably not even that full. I was like, I have to pee so bad. It was like painful. And he was, the doctor said, do you think you could empty it like halfway? And I was like, I don't know. Yeah, I guess. How do you, yeah, that. How do you even know what halfway is? You're like, I still have to pee a little bit, but. That's what I did. I was like, I could for sure keep paying, but <laughs> I, I'm not like dying anymore. So I went and peed and came back and they were like, it's so pretty full, but we'll be able to do it. And I was like, okay, let's just, let's do this. And it was like so quiet and so dark. And everyone was just like staring at the screen. My husband was in there with me and I was like staring, looking at him trying, cause I couldn't see anything. And I was like trying to get direction from him. Like, is everything okay? Like what's happening? You know? And they were all, just staring at the screen and then the embryologist came in with the embryo and he carried it like it was like a sword or something like <laughs> but in both of his hands like it was the most surreal experience ever I kind of teared up a little because I was like oh my gosh this is so crazy that's your baby I know and so um he and so he's like Okay, the embryologist's name is Einstein, which is like amazing. That's like, just I, adorable. I couldn't hope for a better embryologist. Aw, you know they're the ones you need to be good. Yeah, and he's so awesome. I mean, he's he was like, I remember your eggs and your embryos. You had a lot of eggs, and I was like, Yeah, you're a, you're a celebrity around. I know, <laughs> I know, and so. Uh, and so he's like, okay, Einstein, go and make sure that it's, that it came out of the tube. And he, from the other room, he's like, we're good. Woohoo. And they're like, all right, everything went perfect. You're good to go. So, and Aww. then the embryologist came in and he's like, here's your first baby picture. Here's baby's first bed. It was the little dish that the embryo was in. And he gave us the tube that the embryo was frozen in too. So that was Aww. sweet. That is sweet. Do you have a name for your embryo? Like, no. I mean, some people call their baby like peanut. I've what up, jelly bean? I don't know. No, not really. Sometimes I'm like this little peanut, but I don't know. I'm just like the baby. 
That I, that's what I said too. I didn't have a cute name. And no. are you gonna? I mean, you're gonna be pregnant. I'm saying it. Yes. I'm not gonna jinx you by saying it. So <laughs> I'm just gonna. It's gonna happen. I think so too. Because I'm always right. Yeah. Uh, so. Oh yeah, I totally feel like it's gonna be a boy. Like I don't know why, but I just do. Just have a feeling. I just have a feeling. I don't know. Will you, are you guys into finding out the gender before? Yeah, for sure. We don't know if we're going to, we've talked about it a little bit, if we're going to like find out the gender, just us in the doctor's office, or if Mm -hmm. we're going to do like a big gender reveal, or I don't know what. I don't know. I feel like in the South, you guys have a lot of parties. Yes, we do. I I feel like we kind of like owe this to everyone because everyone like all our friends and family have been so supportive of us through all this infertility stuff i feel like they deserve to have some excitement too you know yeah i'll come down yes i'll be like i'm sarah and they'll be like oh you're a yankee do you call, <laughs> <laughs> do you yes. call people from yes missouri a yankee yes well i wouldn't say missouri but like you know, anywhere higher than that. I've had people, people are confused that I don't have an accent. Tim, do you think she has an accent? I think you have an accent. I feel like I don't have an accent. Like I have the lack. Just the non-accent? I have a non-accent accent. Well, you should be an actress because that's what they want. They sent, I've heard that they send newscasters to the Midwest to lose accents. Oh, that's funny. Like St. Louis. I wonder if I could lose my accent. I like your accent. I think it's cute. I I could never lose it. It's here to stay. It's It's not going anywhere. (laughs) It's very welcoming. Oh, I'm glad. And I've picked up um, some of your little sayings. Oh, you have? (laughs) Like when you were kissing Bjorn and you're like, I'm stealing some sugars. Oh, I love stealing sugars. Or sugars? Sugars and sugars. Okay. Yeah, and I was like, that's so cute. I love stealing those. I do, that's too. so funny. And he's like, stop kissing me. Mom, stop. pushes my face away. But anyway, oh I, I will come down if you yes. have a gender reveal party. That would be so fun. If you have a sex party. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. A sex party. I oh will never miss sex parties. Oh my god! <laughs> or, but let me just say this: if we do have something, I'm gonna go to the real doctor and not one of those funky ultrasound places that uh-huh. gets the gender wrong. And you know what I'm talking mm, about? I do. Because <laughs> I don't want Abby to mess. Every- yeah, TTC mm-hmm. Dreambound. Yeah, was told the wrong gender at her gender reveal. Like it wasn't oh, just yeah. like they were just told that it was like. They filled a baseball with pink dust. Yeah. <laughs> and they had this big thing. And then four weeks later, they bought stuff. Yeah. Four weeks later, they found out it was a boy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That's just, like, so crazy. Like, you think that doesn't happen anymore. It does. Yeah. You don't know 100% until the baby's out. Yeah, that's for sure. You are in the worst part. I would say the waiting. Yeah. 
I know. I'm just trying to like stay chill and stay still and just. It sounds take- like you're doing fine. Yeah. Like you're not going crazy. No, I'm not going crazy yet. I yet <laughs> is the key word. Yes, it's only been two days. <laughs> So it's just beginning. And then are you are you still undecided of whether you're going to test before your blood test? Yes, I don't know. I'm scared. I'm scared. I don't know. I, I if I do, I will be alone for sure. Yeah. Like I don't want anyone to be with me. And I've always been like that. Any pregnancy test I've ever taken, I want to be alone. Because I don't want to have to, like, act like I'm okay if I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. And I just need time to process. So, like, even if it's positive, I need time to process. I understand. (laughs) Because it's just a lot. Because I've lately I've been saying a lot, like, oh, my gosh, I've been focused on getting pregnant all this time. That once I get pregnant, like, then the actual hard part begins. Like parenting, what to do? Well, you will know. You're gonna be a great parent. You're pretty much already half parent. (laughs) Thank you. Because you are a nanny. Yeah. And you know what you're doing. Like I ask you for advice, which does that annoy you? No. Okay. (laughs) Now just thinking of it, I'm like, I don't know if I'm annoying you by asking you what to do when my kid is screaming. No, I love it. Okay, not good. that I know everything about kids because I definitely do not. But you're—I feel like you're going to be fine. As far I hope as parenting so. Goes and once you're like once you have the baby, you kind of just do it. Yeah, it's not something you can necessarily. I'm scared about like the whole childbirth thing. Yeah, like that is not something. I want to be a part of. Some people love it. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> it is weird to me, <laughs> but some people love the childbirth process and they don't do the drugs. Okay, this girl who did my eyelashes the other day told me I was telling her that I was doing IVF and I was just trying to do stuff to like chill out and stuff. And she said that she was like, childbirth is nothing. And she said that she had an uh, epidural that stopped working. Oh. And she's like, it wasn't even that bad. And I was like, you are lying. And <laughs> yeah. I know, I know you're lying. And she was like, no, it wasn't really that bad. I mean, once you, she was like, you have this urge to push. And mm. so you push and you do it because you have to. And she's like, I mean, I would rather have another baby without an epidural than get my brows microbladed again. I was like, what? I wish you could see my face right now. <laughs> I know. I was like, are you on drugs? Okay. Uh, obviously not. She's not on drugs. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Maybe. I was just like, what? Some people like, okay, do whatever. very well with giving birth. Maybe that's why I have such big hips. Maybe my whole life was preparing me for Yeah, that. I bet that she has hips made for birthing. She doesn't. She's skinny. Uh, really skinny. I don't know. Because 
well, her her baby probably fit her body. Yeah, that's probably true. Able to push it out easily. Oh God, my it's so scary. Okay, my problem was just because Bjorn was big and I am small. Yeah. Or else it probably I probably would have had him quickly and easily. If he hadn't been so ginormous. Yeah. So don't even worry about it because I bet your baby is going to be the perfect size for your body. I hope so, but I got this big dude over here sitting next to me, so. <laughs> How tall is Tim? <laughs> he's like six feet. Oh, yeah. He's not, like, huge. He's but my friend, Peter. Yeah, my friend who's pregnant with twins, her husband's like six four. Woo! Isn't he six four? Yeah, he's a big dude. But how tall is she she's like five seven i would say that's pretty tall for a girl she's tall oh she's shorter than me oh maybe she's like five six and because i'm five seven so you're you're tall you could be a supermodel i could never be a supermodel (laughs) because i'm five one you could be a mini model (laughs) except not (laughs) (laughs) i could be a hand model Except oh my gosh, not- I was literally just about to say that. <laughs> Except my hands just- are not pretty at all. Like, they're wrinkly. <laughs> no, they're not. They're pretty wrinkly. I have not. <laughs> I don't have model hands at all. Oh my gosh. And I chew so my nails, funny. and it's... I I have problems. Oopsie. I know. I know. It's... People don't see me doing it, though. And I don't well, chew them all the way down. It just looks like... To the nub. Yeah, no, I don't chew them all the way to the nub. I chew them to the perfect length. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, okay. Thanks for telling me all about your IVF journey. You're welcome. And thanks for being the first person on the podcast. Woohoo! You're going to be back, though. Oh, yeah. For you're, sure. You're going to be a part-time co-host whenever you can actually talk. Yes. But, uh, yeah. And where can people find you? <laughs> my YouTube channel is Anna6PetsTTC. My Instagram is 6 TTC. And I am Sarah. You can find me on YouTube at Sarah Loves Peter, And that is also my Instagram name. And it's the first episode of the ttc tribe podcast uh you can find us on instagram at the ttc tribe and thanks for coming on anna and uh we'll be back next week for episode two bye